for this day, Lord. We need you in this land, Lord Jesus. We need you in this church, Father. We need you in every home and every community tonight, Lord. We need your power. We need your refreshing and anointing, O oh God. You are great, O oh God, and you are greatly to be praised, and we thank you tonight, Lord. We look to you again tonight, O oh God, for your directions, for your guidance, O oh Lord. God, you alone are worthy, O oh God, to be praised. We thank you. We thank you again, Jesus, for blessing us with this glorious day today. We thank you, Lord God, that you let us see this brand new day. We thank you for your great love, your great kindness, your great joy, your great peace, O oh God. Your long-suffering towards us, Lord. We thank you today, Lord. You are the Almighty God. You are the bread of life, Father. You're the comforter. You're the door, O oh God. You're the everlasting life. You're the faithful one. You're the holy one. You're the indwelling spirit. You're the just king. You're the king of kings. You're the Lord of lords. You're the master. You're the name that's above every name. O oh God, you're the prince of peace, the quickening spirit, the rose of Sharon. And I look to you, God, for your healing touch upon your body tonight. Lord, there's many that needs a touch. If you don't touch, God, oh, Lord, we need you. We need you tonight. We need your healing. We need your deliverance, Lord. We give thanks for it in advance, oh, God. We thank you for the restoration and power of the Holy Ghost tonight. We thank you for your blessings upon your people, Lord God. Be with those tonight that have to work, oh, God. Touch them again tonight. Oh, God, I pray that you move in the hearts of man tonight. Oh, God, touch. Make a way where there seems to be no way, oh, God. Encourage the believer and the non-believer tonight, oh, God. Reach over, reach down, oh, God, and touch, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus, you are able, Lord God. You are able, Jesus, I praise you, Jesus. Uh, Hallelujah, Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus. Thou art God and you're God alone. You are the one true and living God. You're the Savior of it all, Lord. And I thank you tonight, Jesus, for blessing us with your power, with your anointing. Hallelujah, Jesus. I love you, Lord God. I thank you. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Uh, Oh, you're worthy, oh God. You're worthy. Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah, God. Oh, restore unto us the joy of thy salvation and uphold us with your free spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Well, I saw the light, I saw the light, no more in darkness, no more in night. Now I am happy, no trouble in sight. Praise the Lord, I saw the light, oh, I saw the light, I saw the light. 
No more in darkness, no more in night. Now I am happy, no sorrow in sight. Oh, praise the Lord, I saw the light. Oh, I saw the light, I saw the light. No more in darkness, no more in night. Now I am happy, no sorrow in sight. Praise the Lord, I saw the light, I saw the light, I saw the light, no more in darkness, no more in night, now I am happy, no sorrow inside. Oh, praise the Lord, I saw the light. I wander so aimless, life with its sin. I wouldn't let my poor Savior in. Now I am happy, no sorrow in sight. Oh, praise the Lord, I saw the light. Oh, I saw the light, I saw the light. No more in darkness, no more in night. Now I am happy, no sorrow in sight. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. I wandered so aimless, life filled with sin. I wouldn't let my dear Savior in. Then Jesus came like a stranger in the night. And praise the Lord, I saw the light. Oh, I saw I saw the light, I saw the light, no more in darkness, no more in night. Now I am happy, no sorrow in sight. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. I walked in and darkness covered me. I had no idea where the way I could be. Then came in the sunshine and rolled back the darkness. Oh, praise the Lord, I saw the light, oh, I saw the light, I saw the light, no more in darkness, no more in night. Now I am happy, no sorrow inside. Oh, praise the Lord, I saw the light. Just like a blind man, I wandered alone. Wearies and fear, I claim for my own. 
Then like the blind man, God gave back his sight. He cried, praise the Lord. I saw the light. Oh, I saw the light. I saw the light. No more in darkness. No more in night. Now I am happy. No sorrow in sight. Oh, praise the Lord, I saw the light when death takes me and I breathe here no more. My anthem so sound on that eternal shore when I join with the angel in heaven on high. Sing and praise the Lord, I saw the light, oh, I saw the light, I saw the light, no more in darkness, no more in the night, now I am happy, no sorrow in sight, oh, praise the Lord, I saw the light, I saw the light, I saw the light, no more in darkness, no more in the night, now I am happy, no sorrow in sight, oh praise the Lord, I saw the light, one more time, oh I saw the light, I saw the light, No more in darkness, no more in night. Now I am happy, no sorrow in sight. Oh, praise the Lord, I saw the light. Hallelujah, God, I thank you for the gospel tonight. Uh, Oh, Jesus, be exalted, oh God. Jesus, Jesus, sweet love of God. Oh, bright and morning star, fairest of ten thousands. Uh, Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, I praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. He is fairer than the lily of the valley. He is brighter than the morning star. He is purer than the snow. Fresher than the breeze, lovelier than all of these. He is fairer than the lily of the valley. He is brighter than the morning star. He is purer than the snow. He's fresher than the breeze. Lovelier than all of these. He is fairer than the lily of the valley. He is brighter than 
the morning star. He is purer than the snow. He's fresher than the breeze. Lovelier than all of these. He is fairer than the lily of the valley. He is brighter than the morning star. He is purer than the snow. He's fresher than the breeze. He's lovelier than all of these. He is fairer than the lily of the valley. He is brighter than the morning star. He is purer than the snow. He's fresher than the breeze. He's lovelier than all of these. Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Oh, Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms shall all pass away, but there is something about that name. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, there's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Oh, Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth 
kingdoms shall all pass away. But there is something about that name. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your wonderful name, God. Let all heaven and earth proclaim that you are the mighty God. You are the everlasting Father. You are the Prince of Peace. You are the mighty God, Lord, and we thank you tonight, Jesus. We praise you for your presence. We thank you for another opportunity, God, to look into your word, O oh God, to be enlightened. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord again tonight. Amen. Each and every day we have an opportunity. Psalmster says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. My feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. For Jerusalem is built forever. Amen. So we want to get back into our study again tonight. Amen. We've been talking about having a radiant life, a radiant life. Amen. Jesus tells us that we're a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Amen. Aren't you glad? So he says, let your light shine that men shall see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. You know, that's a, that's a, a good should I say, order to give by commander, amen, to the servants, amen, to be able to live for God, to to radiate, to show forth the praises, Peter says, of him which has called us out of darkness unto his marvelous light, amen. And we have to realize who we are in Christ to be able to model the example that God desires of us to model and to portray of him in this earth. Amen. He has given us the tools that we need to be what he desires for us to become. His word, when it's in our heart, we should begin to to live according to God's word and to allow God's word to operate within us and, and allow it to uh, change us, should I say, and cause us to become what God wants us to be. John tell us, as we looked at last week, amen, in First John 1, 5, he says, This is the message that we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Amen. We need to realize what he's saying to us. We cannot walk in darkness. We've been brought out of darkness to the marvelous light. We've been pulled out of the world. We've been enlightened, if I can put it that way, to the truth. If you stop and think about when you got saved, what happened was you were enlightened. The Word of God, that whoever brought it to you, and maybe somebody taught you a Bible study, or maybe you decide to go to church, uh, amen, and all of a sudden the Word of God was beginning to be preached, and you heard the gospel of your salvation, and you 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 accepted, amen, that what happens was you was enlightened right there on the spot to see who you really were, and that you realized you needed to make a change. That's what God's Word is designed 
trying to do. That's why he says in Isaiah, my word will accomplish what I sent it to do. Amen. God knows when you're going to be at church. He knows where you are. He knows when he's going to move into your pathway and bring you into the knowledge of the truth. Amen. So he wants us to have this radiant life, amen, to be able to shine bright so that people will see us and realize there's something different uh, than what they have or what others have. So they, too, can come into the knowledge of the truth. You see the Great Commission, go you therefore and preach the gospel to every creature, requires you to shine, amen. You have, when you call, people has got to see something. Different when you present a good salesman can present their, their products uh, and get people's attention. And what I have found about selling things a lot of times is the best way to sell things is you begin to be- befriend people. When you begin to befriend people and people guards start coming down a little bit and they see that you're sincere, they see that you're real, they see that you're true. They will start listening to what you have to say. <coughs> excuse me. And as a result, <coughs> excuse me, they will begin to ask you questions or you can begin to ask them questions and open their understanding uh, to the truth. They see it already. They see, you know, most people today, if they, you tell them you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't party, you don't do all these crazy things that the people in the world do, their first instinct is, you're a Christian. That's the first thing that come to their mind. Because they know everybody else is doing it as sinners. <laughs> so, so, you know, so you have to realize, you know, that your example that you portray before people is because of the light that is in you. Now, we, tonight we're gonna go to point two, get wisdom. In order to be able to shine this radiant light, we've got to have wisdom. Solomon says in Ecclesiastes 8 verse 1, Ecclesiastes 8 verse 1, he says, Who is as the wise man? And who knoweth the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom maketh his face to shine, and the boldness of his face shall be changed. Amen. So we see here that wisdom of a man will shall illuminate his face. When you have knowledge, when you have understanding, amen, and know how it applies, that is wisdom. Amen. And as a result, when you know, when you have studied God's Word, when you know what God's Word really means, when you know what He's talking about, you have the wisdom to know how it applies to your life and how it applies to someone else's life. And you are confident, not in yourself, but in God's abilities through you. Amen. To be able to enlighten you, to give you the opportunity to be able to share with someone else the truth and bring them to an understanding as well. Amen. When wisdom is present, the Bible tells us there in Proverbs 2.10, it says, 
when wisdom enter in your heart, then knowledge is pleasant unto your soul. Discretion shall keep you, and understanding shall preserve you. Amen. Notice, when you are getting wisdom, you're getting smarter is what you're doing. You're being able to make right choices and right decisions. You're able to discern right from wrong is what you want. Amen. So that you can automatically begin to be brighter. When you have wisdom, amen, you can know how to deal with circumstances. You know how to deal with uh, bad news and stuff that come into your life. Amen. You can pick yourself up. You can, That's what wisdom will help you do. Amen. Understanding and knowledge of God. You realize how important God is in your life. You realize who He is. You realize His capabilities. And so therefore, with wisdom, you shouldn't get the wind knocked out of your sail. You should still be bright. You should still be shining. Amen. Because God has put something in you. The power. If God is light and God is in us, then we should be shining bright. Amen. Now notice Jeremiah here. Chapter 17. Starting with verse number 7, Jeremiah 17, 7. Jeremiah says, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when the heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the years of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Amen. So he's saying when you are trusting God, your roots are going to go down deep. It's going to be just like a tree planted by the river. A tree that's by the river, the roots goes down, it's going to get as much water as it needs. And as a result, it's going to grow. It's going to be stronger. This is why David says in Psalms 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the ways of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in the law doth he what? Meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that shall bring forth his fruit, and his season, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Amen. Notice the tree by the river. See? And so with that, Jesus says, I am the true vine, and you are the branches. So therefore, as the branch, so is the tree. So therefore, if the tree is strong, the branch should be strong. If the tree is alive, the branches should be green and pretty. See, it, don't try to portray beauty with the world's standards, with what the world called beauty. See, it, it, it's not. God's beauty is all about your character and who you are. 
And when you have that, you're going to shine. You're going to be bright. People are going to see. And wisdom will be present in your life. And when wisdom is present, then your face is going to shine bright. It'll be shining. Look at Moses in Exodus 34. Go to Exodus 34, 29. Exodus 34, 29. This is when Moses goes up to get the Ten Commandments. And it came to pass, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tables of testimony of in Moses, and when he came down from the mount, that Moses was not that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come nigh him. And Moses called unto them, and Aaron and to all the rulers of the congregation returned unto him. And Moses talked with them, and afterwards all the children of Israel came nigh, and he gave them the commandments, all that the Lord has spoken with him in Mount Sinai. And till Moses had done speaking with them, he put a veil over his face. He's shining so bright. Anytime you have been in the presence of God, whether it's at your own altar, whether it's studying in your own house, when you have been in the presence of God and you have studied God's Word, when you go forth, you're supposed to be shining brighter. Your face, there should be something that reveals that you have been in the presence of the Lord. Amen. You should be seen as He's been in the presence. She's been in the presence of the Lord. Amen. That's what wisdom does. That's what God's Word does. You remember David says in Psalms 119, verse 105, he says, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet. Uh, it is a light unto my pathway. Psalms 119, verse 130, he says, The entrance to your Word give it light. As soon as I open God's Word, the Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 Amen. Notice here, it says, in the beginning, not the first baseball game, but in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And God said, let there be light and there was light. Amen. Notice, God says, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning was what? The first day. The first day you come into the enlightenment of God, amen, is the first day. Praise God, because your eyes is being opened. This is what Paul is saying to the children in the church of Thessalonica, and First Thessalonica, excuse me, chapter five, verse five. Amen. Notice First Thessalonians five five. I think it is. He says, "You are the children of the day. You are not the children of the night." Amen. Notice, you are the children of the day, and the children of 
the children of the light and the children of the day, and not of the night or the darkness. Notice, that's not you anymore. That used to be us. But now we've been enlightened. We came into the knowledge of the understanding of truth. Wisdom has opened the door and understanding now of who God is. And that's why we repented of our sins. That's why we were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. Because God is the God of the day. He's not the God of the night. Amen. And so as a result, by Him being our God, this is what John is saying. God is light. In Him is no darkness at all. See, so when we came out of the darkness, we're now the children of the day. The children of God. See? And so therefore, we are to be shining. Darkness are not supposed to be in our lives. Sin is not supposed to be in our lives. Amen. We are, we have the power to avoid sin. Amen. As Brother DeMoot was talking the other day, that temptation is not a sin. It's when you give in to it. But you have been given something inside of you, the power and the wisdom of God, so you can make right choices and right decisions to not accept the temptation when it come into your life. So you can avoid it. That's why God gives you the Holy Ghost, to help you make right choices. That's why you have wisdom, so you can make right choices, right decisions. That's why you have discretion, to help you in all these things that you're going through, to keep you in the light, so that you're not in the darkness. Wisdom, Proverbs 4, 7, Solomon said, get wisdom. With all thy getting, get an understanding. Amen. Get understanding. Know why you're doing what you're doing. It's the principal thing. It's the most important thing that you can have in your life. If you read the book of Proverbs, that's all it is, is a book of wisdom. And God's children should be full of wisdom. Amen. You should be made right choices and right decisions. Families should be in bondage, not bondage, but bonds. You know, we should be strongest families and loved ones. Amen. Because we have the wisdom of God to make right choices, right decisions, to live right, to do right. See, that's what wisdom does. We, we have to understand what God is trying to show us here. Psalms 34, 5, it says, you know, I, I, you know, David says here that they looked upon him and was enlightened and their faces were not ashamed. Amen. When you're enlightened, you're not ashamed to be a Christian. You're not ashamed to be called a child of God. Sad, I've, I've seen people say they're Christian, but they're ashamed to be called children of God. We should never be ashamed. That's why Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it's the power of God, the salvation to everyone that believes. You are to be shining brighter and brighter. Amen. So in order for this radiant light to shine in us, we've got to possess wisdom, not darkness. We're not the children of darkness. We're the children of the day. Notice what the psalmist says in Psalms 139, verse 11 and verse 12. Psalms 139, verse uh, uh, 11, 139, verse 11 and verse 12. He's telling, he's telling us all the things about God. Then he says, if I say that the darkness shall cover me 
even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike unto thee. See, because when God's present, there's light. I don't care how dark the room is. I don't care how many sinners is in the room. When you walk in, you just push darkness back. They see it when you walk in. They know the difference. They see it. People see it. They they understand. They know something different just walked in the room. Amen. And so we need to realize who we really are. Amen. Isaiah says in Isaiah 60 verse 1, it says, Arise and shine, for the light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon them. Amen. Aren't you glad God's upon you? Praise God. So shine. Amen. Get up in the morning and shine. Get up in the morning with a bright outlook on life. Amen. You're not in darkness. If you get up and go, oh, it's me, guess what? You're letting darkness overtake you. You're supposed to get up in the morning and say, thank God. Amen. This is the day, the psalmist said, that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice uh, and I will be glad in it. Praise God. Because God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And the word is a lamp unto my feet. And it is a light unto my pathway. And Jesus says in John eight twelve, He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Praise God. And you've been given the light of life. God is in you. Wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and all the things that you need to be successful in life, God has given it. To us, praise God. And we need to live according to this word that God has given us because the entrance to his word give us light. Praise God. Hallelujah. So to have this radiant life, I have to be renewed. This is what Jesus told Nicodemus. You must be born again of the water and the spirit. See? Once I am born again, I'm not my own. Notice what Paul writes into the church at Rome in the sixth chapter. He says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Know ye not. How shall they that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not. That so many of us as was baptized into Jesus Christ was baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we shall not serve sin, for he that is dead is free from sin. 
Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with them, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died to sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth to God. So when you came up out of that water, now your life is supposed to be living for God. You are supposed to be reflecting Christ because the radiant light is come into you. The light has entered. Amen. God is light. You're not in darkness. You, you bury, he says, the old man so that you could rise to walk in a new life. Amen. Your life is supposed to be new. You're supposed to reflect what the new life is. Amen. What the people can look forward to in Christ Jesus. The joy of the Lord. The presence of the Lord. The peace of God. You know, if, if, if you tell me, I'm, and say I'm in the world, okay? And you tell me, God can make, give you all these things. He can make, give you peace. He can give you joy. He can, you know, do this and do that. And then you walk around without peace. And you walk around without joy. Who's going to believe you? Who's going to believe you? No one. This is what Jesus said. Look, you are city now. You've got to be set on a hill. Amen. So that people can see your good works. The things that you do. Everything. If you go to your job, you should give it your very best. Amen. Don't worry about money. Don't worry about, well, I'm just working eight hours. I'm just working four hours. I'm only making two or three bucks an hour, you know, whatever. So that's all I'm going to work. No. You should give it your very best. Amen. They should see the difference in you. When you go to school, your teachers should see the very best in you. They should see there's something inside of you that's totally different. They shouldn't be hounding you about doing your homework. They shouldn't be hounding you in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Amen. Because you are the light. You're supposed to be shining. Others are supposed to be seeing what is transpired in you. They're supposed to be able to see Christ operating in you. Amen. Because you're doing those things you know to do right. Amen. This is what James tells us in James 4.17. Therefore, to him that know to do good and do not do it, to him it is sin. Amen. And, and there's consequences in, in our decisions, in our choices. But as children of God, as young children and old children here, amen, we need to do the best that we can. We should look the best we can. We should work diligently to portray Christ in every area that we are. And when we're checking out at Walmart, amen, that cashier should see a smile on our face. We should greet them. You know, they, they were all were their names. You know, I call them by their name. No matter where I go and I see their name tag, I just says, hey, how are you doing, Kathleen? Hey, how are you doing, Janice? How are you doing? You doing all right today? How's your day going? You know? It is amazing because a lot of times those cashiers, sometimes they get people come through, cuss them out, and they make all kinds of scenes and everything else, you know. And you put up with that stuff all day long, you know, you're going to be low down sometimes. So it's always good and encouraging when someone can come through and 
with a smile and an upbeat face and say something nice and encouragement and say, hey, you know, I hope you're having a wonderful day, you know. I'm, you know, I hope everything is going good. I hope you have a great day, you know, encouraging and edifying. That's why Paul says you let your words be seasoned with salt. Amen. You you need to, as I, you hear me say all the time, salt changes everything else. Even in our homes, we shouldn't be kicking the dog and jerking the cat and, you know, all this stuff. You know, I, we should be talking one another with kind words for edification and upbeat one another. You know, talking good to one another and loving one another with brotherly kindness and charity. That's because we've got a radiant life here. We've been renewed. The old man is gone. Amen. The old man is, is, is buried. So now the new man, which is Christ, you know, yelling, screaming, hollering, and all that stuff did not come with the Holy Ghost. Your life is to be shining. You're to be a radiant. Amen. You are to be showing forth restoration in your life so that you can restore others. Amen. Praise God. You are to be active to have this radiant life. You've got to be active in the kingdom. You need to be using your times and talents and treasures to upbuild and strengthen the kingdom of God. Amen. You are to be active in witnessing. You should be active in the kingdom, reaching out, sharing God's love, helping, working wherever you can help. Amen. There's so many opportunities to share God now. Amen. And this dark world that we're living in, we got to be the light. We can fall in the trap of complaining about the coronavirus, or we can be the light and show people how to walk through it and navigate this thing with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. I think the last time I checked the Scriptures, it says, In everything, give thanks. But this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Even if I have a headache. Thank God, I got a head getting ache. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what can I say? We we got to get in the habit of being thankful. You know that's why Paul says the reason they, the children of Israel had so much trouble, it was never thankful. You know we have to learn to be thankful. You know because I know in whom I have believed. He'll get us through it. He'll get us through it. Praise God. We've got to be active. Amen. We got allowed with this radiant life. We have to let the Holy Ghost drive and direct us into the right places that we need to go. You may be driving down the road and you've got to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost because God might want you to go down this road. Amen. Or God might want you to stop at this quick trip instead of the one you always stop at. You know, you ever notice that? Sometimes we stop at the same quick trip because we know the people that's there. But what if sometimes God says, I want you to stop at this quick trip this time? Would you be obedient? I mean, we've got to be directed by the Holy Ghost. You know, in Acts 16, when Paul wanted to go somewhere else, amen, all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost forbidden him, he says, from going. And he saw in a vision a man over in Macedonia say, come over and help us. 
And immediately Paul diverted his course, him and Silas, and they went to Philippi or Macedonia. And because they went to Macedonia, look what happened. Amen. We have the church of Philippi. Amen. Was established. Praise God. Because he, he was enlightened and he, he turned and was directed. Amen. By God. Praise God. We, we've got to follow the directions of God. And that's what the Holy Ghost does. That's what this radiant life means. We listen to God. We wait for His directions. Amen. To lead us and to guide us. Praise God. The radiant life in us also bring a new identity. This apostolic identity, how we dress, how we look, how we act, how we conduct ourselves, is all part of this new radiant life that is now inside of us. Amen. We don't act like the world. We don't look like the world. We don't dress like the world. We don't go the ways of the world. We made all them foolish mistakes before we came into the light. You know, Paul says, such were. Some of you. But what happened? You're washed. You're sanctified. You're justified by the name and spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All things is lawful for me, he says. But all things are not expedient. All things are lawful. But I won't be brought under the power of any of them. Praise God. I've got to let my light continue to shine forth constantly in Christ Jesus. We must allow our identity to reflect. You ever notice that the Bible says that when Peter denied the Lord, isn't it amazing? Here he is, arrest Jesus, and he's by the fire, right? He's, he's chilling out by the fire. And the damsel says, hey, he's one of his disciples. You know? She identified him. He stood out for some reason. I don't know what it was about Peter that he stood out that she recognized that he had been with Jesus. And Peter denied it. And then another says, oh, yes, you were. You were one of his. And then what did Peter do? He started cursing to try to try to deny it. See? Because he was easily recognized. People recognize you. You can't hide. So stop trying. <laughs> Let your light shine. Amen. This is what Jesus said. He says, you don't buy a candle and put it on a bushel. He says, you buy a candle and you light it, you put it on a candle stand. So that it gives light to everyone that's in the house. It's the same concept. You don't try to disguise who you are as a God child. You shine. You know, don't be ashamed when you introduce yourself. You know, tell them. Yeah, I'm the one God up to the tongue of the Holy Ghost, born again, heaven bound, believer in the liberating power of Jesus. <laughs> no, just, you know, introduce the way you introduce yourself to people they will be able to immediately realize there's something totally different about you. Amen. Paul goes on and tells Titus in Titus 2.10, he says that we may what? Adorn the gospel of God. 
adorn this gospel. We need to put it on. Put on the gospel. Wear it. Amen. Not in ostentatious way, but just let people see the difference. How you dress modestly. How you can, you know, you, you do your life, your character, everything about you. Notice what Paul writes to the church at Colossus in the third chapter. Go to chapter Colossians chapter 3 real quick here. Colossians chapter 3. And let's jump down to verse 12. Colossians 3.12. Paul says here, he says, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another, even if any have a qual against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye, and above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Notice, put on charity, put on love. It's the bond that makes us perfect. Because God is perfect. That's why Jesus says in Matthew, I think it's 548, be ye perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Amen. Be complete. Be complete in Him. Amen. Allow that completeness to be fulfilled in your life. Let people see that you are satisfied. You're content with who you are as a child of God. Don't think you've got to add to God. Amen. He makes all things beautiful in His time. Amen. And we need to put on the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies. We have to love mercy. Amen. We've got to be kind. We've got to be humble in mind. Amen. We don't allow pride to get into our lives. That's why you shouldn't even be looking at GQ magazines and People magazines and some of those magazines that just run pride everywhere. See? You want to maintain your identity and to be able to have good apostolic identity is to adorn the gospel of God. Praise God. Amen. You walk humbly before your God. You love God. Amen. You submit to one another and the fear of God. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. I have to pace you. Ephesians chapter 4. Starting with verse 20, Paul says, But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You have to think totally different. 
You remember what he told the church of Rome? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable God, which is a reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's here. You, you've got to think differently. You cannot continue to think the old way. So be renewed in the spirit of your mind. We've got to have that spiritual renewing. Amen. Not thinking the old way. We must now think as Christ felt. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Verse 24. And that you put on the new man, which hath the God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, put away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the things which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaker be put away with from you with all malice, and be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiven one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Amen. <laughs> Excuse me. So we have to adorn this gospel. We have to adorn this truth. We've got to wear it. That's why we're commanded to put on the whole armor of God. If you stop and think about the armor of God, your loins girded about with truth, your breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with peace, taking the shield of faith, your helmet of salvation, or helmet of hope, amen, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication, and watching thereunto for all of the saints. Amen. We adorn this thing. See, when we put this on, when we become a doer of God's word and not a hearer, we'll be bright. <clears throat> we'll shine as the light. We'll shine as the children of the day and not as the night. Amen. To have this radiant light, we must never let our light go out. I mean, you go back to the Old Testament when God made the church, amen, in the wilderness. The priest was to never let the light go out in the temple. <coughs> Excuse me. They was to never let the light go out in the temple. Now, when you get, to, when you get over in the book of Kings and you begin to see what Eli, Samuel, excuse me. When you get to the book of Samuel, first Samuel there, you see the problem with Eli he let the light go out in the temple. And as a result of that, he lost his responsibility. Amen. In the temple. Because he let it go out. See, the priests had a command from God to command the children that they bring fresh olive oil morning and evening so that those lights in the temple would never go out. This is what Paul is referring to when he says, you, Know you not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. 
which is in you. You're not your own. You were brought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit, which is God's. Amen. We're to never let the light go out. We're to never let the Holy Ghost be snuffed out of us. We're never to let this radiant light that is in us be put dim and hid. That's what Jesus is saying. Your city. Amen. When, when John Glenn, back in 1969, uh, uh, no, 63, 62, somewhere in there. What was it, 62? When he orbited the earth the first time. Amen. When he went down under, because the way the earth sits, they thought Australia down under that way would, would be so dark that he wouldn't be able to see, and he'd get far off course and get lost. So the city of Perth, Australia, lit up the whole city so that when he passed by, he would be able to see. And when he passed by, they radio him and say, can you see? He says, yep, tell him thanks. I can see the lights perfect. And today, Perth, Australia is known as the city of lights. They gave him the name, the city of lights. Amen. And that's what we've got to be. That's what Jesus said, you're city on the hill. So never let your light go out. Let it shine. Let this beauty, let this gospel adorn this beautiful gospel of Jesus Christ in your life. Never let it go out. Amen. And to have this radiant light, you've got to trust God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Amen. And wait upon the Lord. Learn to wait upon God. That's why the Bible said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. Isn't it amazing people go from everywhere looking at the eagles? Here in Wisconsin, they just go all over. They want to stop and stand and watch the beautiful big eagles fly all over the place. This beautiful, majestic bird. You know, think about it. And Jesus says, you will be just like You will mount up. With wings as an eagle. You'll be able to soar over your problems. You'll be able to soar over your situations and circumstances because of the power and the strength and the anointing that God has placed in you. Amen. And so for our radiant light to shine, we've got to have wisdom. You've got to have God's wisdom. Amen. And I finish with this scripture in Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8, the last two scriptures. Amen. Solomon says here, I could have Brother Richard quote. <laughs> Verse 34, 35, 36. Blessed is that man, the man that heareth me. Watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoso findeth me, findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me, wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me, love death. Amen. But you want wisdom, so that you shine bright. So that your face be Shining radiantly for him every day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
Father, again, we magnify you, we glorify you, we honor you again tonight for your word, Lord. May we continue to be that new light, O God, that shines bright and bright unto the perfect day. Continue to touch your people tonight again, Lord God, I pray, Lord. Let them see, God, and realize who they really are in you, Lord, and let their light shine before men, that they will see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Lord, I thank you and ask for you to continue to be with your children, be with each and every one of them, God, and strengthen them with power and might and wisdom and knowledge of you in all things. And we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't forget Sunday, 9 o'clock prayer, 9.30 discipleship, amen. And 10.30 our worship service. God bless you. Hope we see everybody at church Sunday. Be blessed.